Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Booth Podcast Weekly NFL Recap Backslash Preview Show. I am your host, as always, Kalen McFadden Carver. With me, as always, we have Davey O'Doyle. We have the birthday boy himself. Richard Reese Shonsby Reese, happy birthday, my man. How are you doing today? We'll start with you. Thanks, buddy. It's been a good day. It's a good one. Ready to talk some ball. Nothing better. Nothing better to do on your birthday than talk ball. Um, Dave, how are you doing? How are you doing, Dave? Dave, how are you doing? Just witnessed my uh, first ever <clears throat> Bengals playoff win. So, uh, you know, riding high, feeling good like I should. Like you fucking should. Who just gotta say, just gotta say that in the time of the Booth NFL show, the Bengals are undefeated in the playoffs. That's Holy facts. shit! That's cold hard That's facts. facts. That's big That's facts. Cold hard facts. And uh, not gonna say it, but they're gonna, gonna say it. Too. Oh, he said it. Um, wasn't gonna say it. Said it. Doesn't matter because we're here and we're talking ball. And you know what? If I can shoe in a reference that one of you will appreciate, Big Ben is never going to dance again because guilty feet have got no rhythm. We're going to start with recapping these games from last week. I am over the moon, even though the Ravens weren't playing, but we started off with a team that is near and dear to one of our hearts. Carp, hold on. We've got to let the people know, as we go through these games, you don't know when, you don't don't know know where. But studs and duds are going to come up sprinkled into these games. If your guess is that my stud will be from the Cincinnati Bengals, you're going to be right. But <laughs> besides that, wait till you guess. You don't know. You don't know when it's going to come. You don't know how it's going to come. We're starting with the Bengals game, um, which I am like going to. It's not Bengals Raiders. It's straight up like, oh, yeah, the Bengals game. <laughs> like, oh, who did they play? Doesn't matter. They lost. Doesn't this matter. is officially a Bengals podcast. Like we said, we've established this. Me and Reese have no horse in the race anymore. Our horses broke their legs, got shot. Okay. We're counting on Dave's horse right now. We are living vicariously through him. Our entire friend group is. It is who day. Um, I was going on, t- I was on Twitter that day. I mean, I guess because we don't have as many games we can bullshit a bit more but i was on um i was on twitter the other day and i was like man i'm just going through all of dave's like his likes that pop up on my timeline and it's all his bangle stuff i'm like yeah i like that oh yeah the boys and oh yeah that's sick man i'm like this isn't even my team i should hate this team they're a rival supposed to be your rival yeah (laughs) they're not though i just i don't know they're so swagged out Uh, we've had this conversation lots carved not on the air but, like, just because we're so good of friends and all the love that's there and because, like, we've gained a genuine appreciation for each other's teams. So, like, we'll, like, see our fan bases on Twitter and it'll be like, yo, how bad's Baker Mayfield and those stinky Browns? And we'll be like, yeah, man, those guys stink so bad. It's like, how about those criminal punk Steelers, man? Who likes those guys? Those guys stink. They're awful. And we're just like, yeah, hallelujah. And then I'll be my thing. I'll, like, be on Twitter and it'll be like, Dude, how about all these Ravens just complaining, man? Who cares about the Ravens? The Ravens suck. I was like, hey, guys, whoa. Take it easy. Give me some credit. They all got hurt this year. (laughs) I'll I'll be on Twitter and it's like, oh, the like, like this week, it was like 
a bunch of Ravens fans that are, yeah, you see the Steelers toxicity, you see the Browns hate, love it, here for it. And then it's like, oh man, the Bungles celebrating like they just won the Super Bowl. It's their first win in 30 years. I'm like, hey, you got to start somewhere, okay? Shut up. <laughs> Take it easy on them. I, I, it's just because of you. If you didn't exist, if it was Thanos and you were gone and I had no memory of you, I'd literally be like, man, fuck the Bengals. But because we're boys, hey, who day a little bit? <laughs> Two weeks a year, no, but who day a little bit? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, the Bengals are technically the Bengals Raiders game, but the Bengals game, we're going to start with that one. And let's see. Um, we'll start with Dave for this one. Dave, you want to you want to take this one, Dave? Yeah, my hands up. Um, okay, Dave. Yeah, you go. You go with this. So there's a my big big spoiler right here. My uh, my stud is from this game, and I'm gonna list off some stats because there could be so many Bengals right here that I could say could be the stud of this game. Because I mean, let's go, Joe Burrow. 24 of 34, 244 yards, two touchdowns. Anyone hear the sad part about that stat? Two touchdowns is the most touchdown passes in the playoffs for the Bengals in in the 31-year span. Nobody's thrown more than one. So Joe Burrow already broke that record. Embarrassing, but hey, man. But Joe, of course, primetime Joey, Joey franchise when the lights are bright. Plays a phenomenal game, wins us a game. Jamar Chase, nine catches, 116 yards. He's a rookie. Those guys, either of those guys, that combination could be my stud, but Easily. they're not. Then we go Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt, the two linebackers in the middle. Logan Wilson had 12 tackles. Jermaine Pratt, nine tackles, one for a loss, and the game-winning interception. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty good stats. Those Very guys good. could be my stud, but they're not. Then we go, huh, Sam Hubbard played 92% of the snaps because our D-line took a beating – and we so went out, and even when the guy was exhausted, he kept playing, fighting hard. He had a sack in the game. Is he my stud? Unfortunately, no. Sam's not either. My stud from this game is the main man, Jesse Bates the third. I mean, let's. this is a guy that's for the last three years. A lot of people probably don't know him, but he's been an elite player. And this year is a contract year for him, and he hasn't really played that well. We'll be honest. But when the lights are brightest, when we need him the most in a playoff game, this dude came in and absolutely put on a show. His his stat line really, when you look at it just from stats, wasn't that impressive. It was six tackles and three pass deflections, which I mean is good for a safety. But it's the context of where all those were. One of his pass deflections was in a deep crossing route from Hunter Renfro when he knocked the ball out. They had to review it to make sure it wasn't just straight up a fumble. That's how close the timing was. Got it. There was one in the end zone where it was a complete touchdown throw. Jesse Bates broke it up. There was the one play where the receiver caught him. He actually just dropped the shoulder on him, right? There was a couple tackles he made where Josh Jacobs looked like he might break one. And, of course, our guy Jesse Bates is there. He ended the game with a PFF rating of 85 or 85.6, right? And when you're playing safety, you're, <laughs> you have to account for a lot of that deep passing game and then the run, right? Mm-hmm. but it's just when he made his plays, where he made his plays, who he made his plays against, he was all over the field. And I think he was the best player on the field that night. And when we need him, Jesse Bates came through, get this man a contract. He's my stud this week. Yeah, he's, he is a stud for sure. It's the only way to describe it. And um, 
to be fully candid, he's in that um he's kind of in that class of safety with me with like Jordan Poyer, Justin Simmons, um Jesse Bates, where it's like I know they're great and I've I've heard their names a lot, but if I didn't specifically look for them, I wouldn't necessarily know. Like I'm not looking for those guys. But that this game against the Raiders, man, like just watching it and knowing Jesse Bates for but just basically through knowing you for a long time, um, he was jumped off your screen. Like he was in every yeah, every major play it seemed downfield, he was there. Like he he made the plays he needed to make that you guys needed to get. He made them stud. What a what a game. That great game and it was just especially because you know it's the 31 years and that was all you heard all week and all this stuff and Joe Burrow and, and these young guns and these Bengals saying hey that was that wasn't our, we didn't play on those fucking teams okay we this is our team this is our team and we're playing for Cincinnati we're playing for each other and they did Raiders had a hell of a game they did Bengals had a hell of a game but there was a group that didn't have a hell of a game. Rich, I'm going to pass this one to you here, Chief. Yeah, my dud goes on this game. And it, like you said, it doesn't go on either team. It goes on the officials. I I don't ever remember a time where we've completely seen an officiating crew take a play that they get – they got wrong. Something wrong happened. You have the chance to fix it and call the right play, and you disregard the rule book and make your own shit up here. That's what happened when Joe Burrow running towards the sideline. Beautiful pass. Just, it was a beautiful play. Oh, yeah. But the ref blows his whistle. As Joe Burrow's foot comes down out of bounds before it's caught, by was it Tyler Boyd? You yeah. caught the touchdown. Yeah. Um, as the rule states, that is not a touchdown. As soon as the whistle blows, the play is dead. You replay the down. Re- do, you're supposed to replay the down, right? Yeah. 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 You're supposed to. By, yeah, rule, a, by definition, as a ref fuck up, they give you another chance. Yeah. These refs decided no. No. We don't want to do that. And they just called it a touchdown. I, I, I will say, though, I'm glad they did. Not just because it's a touchdown, but because that was the yeah. best play of the game. It was the oh, yes. most beautiful play of the whole game. I'm glad they did. But, yes, by definition, that should have been a, a redo the down, right? The, uh, the wild part to me, like, watching that play live and then re-watching it and stuff and, like, understanding all this, is when the whistle happens. It's such a weird time. Like, he's not out yet. The ball's like 60% of the way to Tyler Boyd. It's and, farther yeah. than that if you watch it, dude. It's yeah. like, and then you would like just hear a whistle. From Tyler Boyd, and then he just blows the whistle. And then there's just a whistle. And it's like, did, did they see his foot? So it's like, oh, okay. Because watching a play, it's like, oh, he's either running out of bounds or he's putting it through the back of the end zone. There's no way he's making a play off that. So you're watching like, okay, yeah, he must have ran out of bounds. And they show the replay. No, no, he was in. And he dropped one in the bucket to Tyler Boyd, but it was just, what a whistle went off who 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 blew the whistle (laughs) like it was it it was bad 
Rule 7, Section 2, Article M. When an official sounds his whistle anonymously, while the ball is in play, the ball becomes dead immediately. This guy brought up the fucking rule book. <laughs> this guy broke the law. <laughs> you guys heard it here first. That's the rules. Them's the rules. Them's the, them's rules. the rules. And he and said, didn't uh-uh. Follow uh-uh, those ain't the... Them's not the rules, is what he said. Rich, I mean, hey, man, should that play not have counted? Absolutely. I'm glad it did, but hit him with the yeah. other call, too. I was going to say, well, at least that was at least that was the only egregious thing that happened that game. Then we get down later in the game, and I guess they wanted a makeup call because the Bengals line up deep ball to Jamar Chase. Believe there was pass interference that got a flag thrown on it. No, actually, it wasn't pass interference. What it was was it was too many men. Oh, yeah, too many men. They had too many men, and there was a roughing the passer. You can see one of the Raiders players calling timeout. The refs don't. They don't. They don't acknowledge the timeout. So the play is supposed to go on. They let the play go on. Big play, Jamar Chase. Big catch. I I don't remember how long it was, but it was big. I think it was put like them in good yards. position. It was a big game. Yeah, put them in good position. Plus, you had on fifteen for the late hit. Right, hell of a play. Yeah, that would have got us refs to the huddle up. I remember right. Yeah, yeah. refs huddle up. Uh, before the play, there was a timeout. <laughs> well, you didn't call the timeout. Nobody even recognized that they called timeout. Nobody blew their whistle this time. Nobody blew their whistle. <laughs> yeah. It it is outrage. I've never seen a worse performance by a group of officials. And I don't like to harp on officials too much. I like to let these guys do their thing. Human, They're humans. They make mistakes. But yeah. this was this was too many mistakes and with too big of stakes. A playoff game, right? A playoff game. Playoff game. Like, I mean, and didn't, didn't they get, like, they can't ref now, right? They got told, like, hey. No, the NFL football. has come out and said that this crew will not ref another playoff game this year. I wouldn't be shocked if there's a couple guys from that crew that don't ref an NFL game again. Yeah. I, I mean, like, what the hell is going on? So I wonder if this is a case, and I think the NFL should change this, truly, is when you get to the playoffs, they build all-star teams of officials. Yeah. You don't work with the crew that you've worked with all season. The guys that you've built connections with, you've built a team with. That's a third team on the field, the officials. And you build bonds on those teams and you work well together. And now you get put in a group of guys that you haven't worked with all season. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very, very flawed flawed system, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, your first game, hey, the first time you do anything, you make mistakes, right? That's how life works. And they're like, no, let's have the first one be a playoff game. Yeah. No, these guys should be working with the crews they worked with all season, guys they're familiar with, and not all-star teams of refs. Because obviously, that wasn't a very good fucking all-star team. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was a bad – that was like when they voted John Scott to the all-star game. Um, (laughs) Got to give credit to to one of the guys, you know, one of the guys in our group here. He said, you know, they're just trying to – 
They're just trying to get on vacation early. They said, we don't want to fucking. Are you kidding me? Going to places like fucking Kansas City and Buffalo in January? Fuck that. <laughs> I'd rather go. I'd rather go on vacation and watch these games. Guys, huddle up, huddle up. All-star team. All right. Let's fuck this up so bad <laughs> that the NFL has no choice but to say, hey, guys, we can't do this anymore. And they, they, hey, chestnut checkers. Maybe that's what was going on. I don't know. It was terrible, though. In, in that game, though, to move back away from the refs, if we're, if we're done. Yes. Yes. On them for how bad that was. A big shout out due to like the, the fans at Paul Brown Stadium. That was the biggest crowd they've ever had complete like I, I think they they did more than sold out somehow i don't know how like like they have more than capacity there oh yeah and that crowd was the loudest i've ever heard for a Bengals game dude like you could see throughout the entire game Derek Carr couldn't hear what he was doing trying to get his audibles in like they have to do the thing where they they put the tape in his helmet so that he can't get the noise through right that crowd was nuts they forced all sorts of havoc on the raiders offense man and they were loud and that was nice to see even when Joe would take the field, he'd have to sit there and be like, "All right, guys." Yeah, because there was like a calm down for a second. There was like a play call they didn't like, or like a penalty or whatever, and they're all worked up. And you can see him like calming the crowd down, right? He's like, "Hey, you guys are too rowdy now. <laughs> Chill out." That's electric. Also, um, I'm the fucking dude, Joe Burrow. After the game, hey, that playoff game win that was cool. That's what he said. That was cool. It's not a big deal though because that's the standard now. Oh boy, he's ice cold, eh? He's he has ice water in those veins of his. Those were some beautiful sunglasses he was wearing. Oh, I just want to say those gorgeous. were amazing. <laughs> the Cincinnati media asked him, like, "Hey, is there any significance to wearing those after a big playoff win?" He said, "No, I just thought they looked really cool." <laughs> they do look really cool. I Joe. wasn't wrong. <laughs> Guy was not wrong. Seems like everything he touched was gold. Um, moving. Oh, also, on. he said, "Quote: oh. I thought we'd get here sooner." Yeah, this guy is low key delusional. That in his, he thought in his year one that he could get here. Like, I love it. I love that this dude's delusional for winning. That's amazing. But like the fact that he thought the the four or the four and twelve and one or whatever last year, and he thought they would get here sooner. <laughs> That's wild. That's electric. That's like, um, <laughs> Dave. The one I can't remember. I think it was it was the Chiefs game. Um, we watched that together, and at one point, <laughs> it's still maybe one of the funniest things. Dave, in absolute bewilderment, after Jamar Chase made eighteen was that, Chiefs was defenders, that like the third and twenty-seven catch. It might have been. He just looks at me and like complete seriousness, but all oh, he goes, "That guy's on my team. That guy's on my team." I still can't believe watching that dude. That Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase could put up a hundred on anybody without like trying. I'm like, hey, that's my team. Those guys are on your team. I love it, those guys, man. This team <laughs> is crazy. Team is so fun to watch. Hey, honestly, hey, if I could guys. pick any duo in the league to have on my team right now, it is those guys. And they're, they're on, on my team. team. They're on my team. <laughs> Whose team are they on, though? We don't know. They're on mine. <laughs> oh, speaking of duos, actually not much. Maybe, maybe some duo. I can't quite remember the stat line from this game, but nonetheless, we had an absolute dog walking. Uh, we had the Buffalo Bills taking down the New England Patriots, forty-seven to seventeen. Rich, I'm going to start with you on this one here. What were your thoughts on that game? 
Well, this game actually gets my stud. Um, and that's red alert, red alert, red alert, stud alert, alert the church elders. <laughs> this game gets my stud and it is that bill's offense. Cause that was the first time in NFL history that a team went an entire game without punting, kicking a field goal, field goal, or turning over the ball. They scored on every drive except for their last drive where they took a knee and the drive before the half. Like let, it, that, let that sink in who they played to. The yeah, that was Patriots. not a pushover. That was the defense. best defensive coaching widely in history. Yes. Yes. And that, that offense did it to them. Josh Allen went 21 for 25, 308 yards, and five touchdowns. He had more touchdowns than incompletions. That's silly. That's silly. Evan Singletary had 16 rushes for 81 yards and two touchdowns. And that ball was spread around that receiving court, too. Dawson Knox with five catches for 89 yards, two touchdowns. Stefan Diggs, three catches, 60 yards. Isaiah McKenzie, three catches, 45 yards. Gabriel Davis, two catches, 41 yards. And Emmanuel Sanders, two catches, 36 yards and a touchdown. Just the just one of the most dominant offensive performances we've ever seen. Obviously, like the first perfect game ever. It's hard not to just make this game sound like, a, like exaggerate how great this is. You are playing a coach who has absolutely owned you for 20-plus years. He's owned the entire league, dude, for 20-plus years. He's only enti- entire league, but, I mean, specifically, like, if you yes. look at what's Brady, like, 31-3 and three against the Bills, and Bill was there for all of it. Like, he's owned you, and this is his time of the year. Belichick comes alive in the playoffs. And they had, it wasn't like, oh, he's a great defensive coach with really shitty talent. No, that defense was stout all year. J.C. Jackson, Matt Judon, Hightower, all these guys were just incredible. McCordy still. And you go in there, I guess they came to you, and uh, absolutely piss on their faces. It's, it was impressive, to say the least. This won't be the first time you hear this, but I have to bring it up. <laughs> if you are an NFL defense and you ever let a big boy score happen, you let a backup eighth or ninth rotation lineman get in and score a touchdown, your face should be red. That's embarrassing. But it happened in a playoff game. You let a big boy score go in a playoff game against you, man, that sucks. That's, That's- sad. That does suck. Belichick uh, seems to seems to get got by those trick plays. Hey, um, that's yeah. That is darn. Man. Said we we came into this game thinking that this division game split the series. The the, the legendary defensive coordinator Bill Belichick against that high flying Josh Allen led offense. Like nobody anywhere I heard expected this game to be a blowout, and it was gross. It was it was gross. I think what what maybe makes it like not what what almost puts it over the edge for me is like Devin Singletary looked good. That's how impressive it was. <laughs> they had no run game all year, and he looked like a number one star back. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, this is this is. I mean, 
this is Jamal Charles back there. When did Jamal Charles come out of retirement? I didn't know that. Devin Singletary. Is that LaShawn McCoy? Who is that? Is that Shady? Is that prime Shady? Oh, Shady, he still plays for the Bills? I didn't know that. I had no, I had no, dude, I had no idea Fred Taylor was still here. Who's that? Is is that Singletary. nineteen? Is that nineteen seventy two? OJ Simpson, the juice is loose. Holy oh, it's shit! Singletary? Don't is that Mike Singletary? Prime Mike Singletary <laughs> strapped on the pads. Couldn't oh, be it Devin. Devin. It was Devin Singletary. It was yeah. It was a wild, wild game to watch. Good for the Bills, man. Good for the Bills. Nothing. And oh, I think it came out. Was it today or yesterday? I can't remember. But the um the mic'd up of Jordan Poyer in his defensive huddle with the, uh, with the rest of the bills defense. There's what uh, we hit, we strap, we talk shit. And he said, this is the end of a fucking era tonight. And, and God damn, hard not to believe him. It it sure looks like Rome has fallen. I don't don't think it was Poyer, but it was Micah Hyde. I think dude, that one pick he had early in that game, it looked like a glitch where he slung it all the way. Like Mac Jones slung it. I think he was doing like what was he doing like a corner route kind of or like something? Like a corner, yep. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Micah Hyde gets on his high horse and just comes out of nowhere off the the right side of your screen and picks that off, dude. That was wild. It was. It looked like a glitch. It looked like a glitch in the Matrix where it's like, oh wait, that didn't just happen. But guess what? It did. Um, not much to say there. Bills look like Bills look like what they should have looked like all year. Yep. Um, I'm ex- <laughs> we'll get to the preview, but I'm. Ooh, ooh. Yep. getting getting hot in the kitchen here. Um, next up, we had the biggest. Okay, butchering the fact here doesn't matter. Was it the biggest? No, no, they exact. No, that's Zach Wilson. Oh, fucking this up completely doesn't matter. We had Davy O'Doyle's birthday twin, a guy who is identical in genetic material in age everything to our Davey O'Doyle taking on the single greatest team sport athlete of all time. That's Jalen Hurts by the way. Oh yeah, Jalen Hurts. Um yeah. taking on Tom Brady and the Bucks. Another dog walking here. Uh the Bucks get up 31-0. I think the Eagles score it's two two garbage time touchdowns was way too little, way too late. Bucks win 31 to 15. The Bucks looked good. Um, Tristan Wirfs did get injured though, and that's huge. That's huge. Ryan Jensen also got injured. He did come back though. Tough son of a bitch. Guy just looks like a tough son of a bitch too. Like he looks like used to be a Raven too. He looks like a guy that would just he'd get stabbed and just like no, just he would act like he didn't get stabbed. You know what I mean? His face would get red like his hair. He and he'd be like. He wouldn't even hurt him. He said, "Why did you do that? <laughs> right? You're why like, did what? you? Why did you pierce my skin? <laughs> right? Absolutely. Um, and yeah, the Bucks. They were without Godwin. They were without Antonio Brown. Worth went down first drive of the game. Fournette was inactive. Um, and didn't matter. They still looked great. Makes you kind of question the expanded playoff format a little bit, as we were talking about earlier. But uh, boys, what'd you guys what'd you guys make of this game? What were your takeaways? I mean, this was this was Tom Brady and a team with a lot of experience against a first time head coach, a first time 
young QB in the playoffs and like Jalen Hurts dude like let's not sure about this he was bad he played bad <laughs> like that's just how it is like his throws were in the dirt his throws were not good he was real bad <laughs> like there's no way else to say it like when your quarterback's off that bad and the Bucks have a big big offensive line up front you know Sue Vita Vea guys who can stop that run and that's what the Eagles are built on right that was a mismatch right from right from the first snap oh no doubt yeah it was I mean you saw the story it's it's the the veteran versus the young buck and here's a stat for you QB's 25 and younger are two and 12 against Tom Brady in the playoffs the only two to beat him, you'll love this card. Uh, Mark Sanchez and Joe Flacco. Joey Flacco, the single greatest quarterback of our generation. Joe Cool, Joe Flacco. You shouldn't have said I, it. I, I prefer Joe Brr, but Joe Brr is cool. Joe Brr is awesome. Joe Flacco back there. Oh shit! Anquan Bull. It it, it just showed. Yeah, the Eagles. They were the bubble playoff team. Yep. yep. And the Bucs were been. the number two seed. In, in hindsight now, I, I was absolutely against any form of the Saints making the playoffs. But if somehow the Saints could have been seven because they are the kryptonite to the Bucks, that would have been way more interesting, right? Oh, if the, if the Eagles went in there and went up 31-0 on the Bucs? What? That would have been absolutely insane. I couldn't get over how much Troy Aikman fucking hated the Eagles offense. He was shitting on it nonstop and kind of rightfully so. Like a lot of the points he was making was just like, oh yeah, I guess. Um, But yeah, Devontae Smith had what? One target in the first half, maybe something like that. You got to get your playmakers the ball. You do. Um, And hey, look. Yes, I short seven times to Jalen Rager. Do it. I was just going to say, look, this guy's not on the same plane as Sam Darnold for me, but a guy that I was really high on coming into the NFL who has just not panned out yet, yet. Jalen Rager just doesn't look like the guy. (laughs) That's tough. Knowing that they picked, they picked Jalen Rager when they could have had Justin Jefferson. That's tough. That's real tough. Isn't that just the best clip of all time? The Vikings war room, just watching like Eagles. Are, they're they're going they're going receiver here, right? And then they go Jalen Rigger, and and they're like, we have Justin Jefferson on the clock yeah. after the Eagles went wide receiver, and they're literally laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Hindsight's a real bitch, isn't it? But like. Ooh, the fact yeah, I mean, that they, they could have had a receiver room with DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson, and they instead have JJ Arcega, Whiteside, and Jalen Rager is <laughs> is real unfortunate. Oh yikes. I, I do think like Devontae Smith looks like okay, it looks like he got he's a hit. Like so far, Eagles franchise rookie record, all that stuff. But you could have you could have not had to pick Devontae this year and filled another hole because you could have had two all pro receivers already. Again, hindsight, absolute bitch, but <sighs> just, this game was kind of what we thought it was going to be, and no real surprises on that one. Um, moving on, we had the afternoon game on Sunday. This was a highly anticipated game, highly watched game. 
crazy high numbers for this one. And an ending that will be talked about for a long, long time, I'm sure. Um, this one, a little bit of a, a little bit of an upset. It was already almost a, a split verdict on who was going to win, but the San Francisco 49ers emerged victorious 23 to 17 against the Cowboys in Jerry world. Dave, I'm going I'm to open up a big old can of whoop ass on the Cowboys here because I picked them. I kind of thought the 49ers were going to win, but I still picked the Cowboys because, hey, man, that's my backup team. Yep. And those guys, man, they sucked balls, dude. That was terrible. Are you saying and they're your dud? I am saying they're my dud. Oh, my God. Let's let's not forget that. Let's not even – don't even take into account the last play with the whole ref in the, in the draw, okay? Let's not put that into account. They gave up five sacks, completed less than 60%, ran for only 77 total yards, and committed 14 penalties. Ugh. That's how bad they were. Dak Prescott Ugh. was throwing, ended the game with 53%, but was throwing under 50% until that last drive. He had a, well, six, just, he had a just 69.3 rating. Simple throws, too. He was missing yeah. easy throws. Yep. You paid that guy that much money to have him play like that? I'm not saying it's all his fault. The play calling, the coaching, the penalties, everything kind of played into a factor. But when you sign a guy to that contract for him to play that bad, that is, oh, that was embarrassing, dude. And some of those penalties were like Randy Gregory and Neville Gallimore getting beat on blocks. And then while the plays pass them by, just tackling the offensive linemen. Like, why? What are you doing? Trying to you win the game. So, you guys are so stupid. Like, that was an embarrassing effort. And like, if I'm Jerry Jones, dude, I would, he said it was an embarrassing loss, but I'd be more upset. Cause that was awful. If I'm Jerry, you, oh, oh, I don't think you can talk about this game without talking about that play call at the end though, either. Like there's a what, lot to talk about on that. And I think, I think it's interesting. Cause I think we all have different, somewhat different stances on this. So we yeah. unique, rich. Before we talk about that, Sorry. can we talk about the fact just quickly Yep, that, the 49ers had that game won for a oh, while. Yeah. And then Jimmy Garoppolo threw a gross pick where he couldn't hit a guy on an out. And then after that, on the fourth down play, that was going to seal the game because the Cowboys couldn't stop him from getting a yard. Let's be honest. He, did, he didn't let Trent Williams get set and then just got a, a procedure penalty or a illegal formation or whatever. Like, what are you doing, Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, I also have to give you, like, some demerits because that was fr- freaking brutal, those two plays. But we'll get to the to the big spicy one at the end here. Yeah, yeah, he he deserves a full desaturation, no doubt about it. But um, both teams were trying to lose that game, it felt like. Both teams were trying to give that game away. It felt like, for me, it felt like the, the Debo Samuel and some of those offensive players were trying to win it. And the Dallas Cowboys defense was trying to win it. And then everybody else was just kind of okay with how and whatever happened, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, Rich, I'm going to start with you on it. Yeah. Walk me through the end. What your thoughts on it, the play call, the the controversy, all of it. Let's, let's, let's hear it. Yes. If for some reason you didn't see this play yet, um, we've got 14 seconds on the clock. Dallas is down 23 to 17. No timeouts. They are on the 41 yard line, I believe. 
And the play call is a quarterback draw. Dak takes it up the middle for 17 yards, gets down, no timeouts. You're in the middle of the field, so you got to spike the ball. Try and give yourself a second to throw up a Hail Mary. The Dak runs, puts down the ball. They get lined up on the ball. Center grabs the ball, and they get lined up. They do this before the ref can actually spot the ball. So the ref has to make his way in there to spot the ball before they can whistle the play in to be snapped. So by the time all of that happens, because the ref is being blocked out by the center and Dak Prescott, they snap the ball, they spike it, and there's zeros on the clock. Game over. Like, once again, we said it before, we'll say it again. He has to touch the ball. Them's the rules. And they said, "Uh uh-uh. Nope. Them's not the rules. We got him because we're them boys. And uh, you're a professional football player. What is going on in your fucking brain that makes you think I'm a player? I can spot the ball. Well, like, that's what I was thinking is like, if he really thought, like, I'm just going to snap this ball, he should have put it like six yards farther than he did. If he's like, oh, I just have to say where it is, I'll just put it like right here. (laughs) This isn't fucking flag football back. But that's, see, that. Okay, yeah. So for me, the QB draw is questionable to say the very, very least. I would. Are, are you a for or against it right now? Or are you in the middle? I'm leaning against it. Okay, so I will go because I'm the antithesis. Okay, let's hear. I it. don't like what Dak did. I don't like the execution, but I'm okay with the play call. I'm. I you watch with you there, Dave. If you watch how the 49ers lined up. They were completely covering the sideline. They were giving you the, the middle of the field completely. And the way Dak had been playing, he might have missed the throw anyways. Let's be honest about it. So let's give him the ball. Let's let him run it. He's not going to fumble. He's not going to see opposition for at least 10 yards. There's a lot that can go wrong throwing the ball, whether it's a tip, whether it's somehow an interception, something happens. There's a lot of place that can go wrong. The execution was wrong because Dak, you're not supposed to take that much time. You're supposed to go... 10 and slide. That's how the rules of those plays usually go. And he tried to take the extra five yards, which ended up costing him the game. That's Dak again on the execution. That is, I don't think the play call is that bad because it's the safest way to get your free 10 yards in that situation. Yeah. So even if, even if he takes those extra five yards, if they at least execute giving the ball to the ref, right. They're snapping that ball and spiking it with that, a second on the clock. I said, I'm not, I'm trying not to just like shit all over Dak, but Dak really yeah. played bad that game. That was really bad. You know what? You guys actually talked me off, talked me off my perch, off the ledge here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, uh, maybe the call isn't terrible. The call isn't terrible. The call's um, not great, but his call's not terrible. It wasn't the worst play in the playbook. It wasn't the greatest. I wouldn't say they called, but, they called worst plays playing the game throughout. That game. Yeah, that that wasn't the worst call they called. The no. worst call was when they lined up and fucking punt formation on first down to try and get the Niners to take a timeout. Hey, Mike McCarthy, you're a professional head coach, you fucking ignorant pig. So I'm, I'm going to bring up something. McCarthy is a terrible coach. Absolutely. Terrible. But that play calling, a lot of that is Kellen Moore. Kellen oh, Moore yeah. called a stinky yeah. game. I don't, and you have to wonder, dude, for how bad that offense got in the second half of the year and how bad it played in the biggest game of the season, is he what everybody thinks he is? That's interesting. 
Oh, go ahead, Carf. No, 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 you know, hey, 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 birthday rules, birthday rules. Them's the rules. Them's the rules. And we, what do we do here? We follow the rules here. Them's the rules. We're them's not the, the fucking refs. We're not the refs and we're not the cowboys. Them's we're not the rules. Prescott. We're not the, we're not the refs. We know the rules. We know the rules. Them's the rules. Rich. Um, did Kellen Moore fuck up his chances of getting a head coaching job this year? I think he, year? Did. I I think think he, he seriously did. hurt him. Yeah. I, I was full as a Vikings fan. Like if we, for some reason, are going to go offensive coach, which we shouldn't, we should go defensive. I was like, I wouldn't mind bringing in Kellen Moore. And then that should happen. I'm like, I don't want him anywhere near my team. I know that game is a bad sample, but look how bad that offense was in the back end of the season too. Like you need to, that was the conversation was how broken they looked. Seriously. Look at the last eight weeks of Cowboys football and the play calling on offense and then take a look. I think there's a lot of merit to how good that defense played that Dan Quinn should be the Cowboys head coach or should be somebody's head coach. But I think Kellen Moore really lost the wagon in the back half of the year, and especially in that game. See, and the Dan Quinn one's interesting to me too, because like we, I understand Atlanta's kind of been a dumpster fire forever, but it's like he fucking sucked for like two years in Atlanta after the Super Bowl. But I agree, like I think Kellen Moore seriously, seriously dampened his chances. I think he's going to have to make a hell of a pitch in the interviews to be like, hey. I promise that was just some weird bullshit. I was on my I was on my bullshit that day, but I I won't do that here. Um, yeah, like that. So that last that last play that the finale of that game, a lot of that, yeah, is on Dak. And I understand it's that mentality. Like it, it's easier for us to sit here and be like, "Oh man, slide." In the moment, Dak might have seen one hole and been like, "Oh, I can get three more yards," and or whatever. But it's like you gotta have the you gotta have the awareness to be like, "No, the time, the the situation. We have no timeouts. We need this." Um, it, it was just it was it was not Dak's finest hour at all. He looked. <sighs> out of his element and yeah, missing open throws, missing easy check downs, all this stuff. Um, but also what I would say is if you're the head, I, I'm all, I might be driving the fucking fire McCarthy train, but if, uh, if you're Mike McCarthy and Dax in Dax ear, aren't you saying the ref has to get up back the fuck away from the ball? Like let him touch it. And instead, Dak's like, let's fucking snap this son of a bitch. And it's like, well, Dacky poo, what are we? <laughs> I just, I don't understand that decision by Dak. I just. Could you imagine? The or ref- even the center for getting on the ball like he did. Like, You know who wouldn't have done that? Travis Frederick. Nope. Nope. Nope, he wouldn't. Do that. Could you imagine if the ref, like on his on his four four speed, the clip of him running, if he would have absolutely bodied Dak and the center? <laughs> he like, gave him a pretty good shot. He did. He's like, get the fuck up. This is hey, this is my time. <laughs> Dak, you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. You get the shine and limelight whenever you do anything. This is my opportunity. Get out. I'm an NFL ump. What the hell do I get to do? This is my time to shine. This is my time to shine and shine I will. Man, watching that clip where they had the wide shot from like up, they're running down, this, down to like the ball. 
It reminds me of the famous clip of Charles Robertson, like WWE referee. Yes. Charles Robertson, when he runs down the, the ramp at WrestleMania, yep. and it's a huge WrestleMania ramp, and he has to slide to get in the ring. Same thing, dude. These guys have so much distance to cover, and they're just going as fast as their legs can take them, right? That's the thing. They're going as fast as their legs can take them because they're not the players on the field. And, dude, every Cowboys fan, every fan of that is saying, why didn't he run faster? And it's like... <laughs> I admit, you, like a brief second, I was I, on yeah, that. Like, like you should have just, you should just gone through quicker. You should have followed the play, and then you watch like the replay of like the the up cam. He was dude is doing physically the most that he can do in this play. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? I need to like separate my emotion from how much I hate the 49ers, and how much I like the Cowboys, and just realize like, hey, Dak screwed this up, right? <laughs> yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. Well, something more, Mike McCarthy, but uh, Kellen Moore. Um, at the center. Okay, so a lot more, but yeah. Um, moving on. <laughs> I am just going to... I'm going to take lead on this one. I'm sorry. Usually, when this happens, we defer to Rich because he needs to be the voice of reason. Not this time. Sorry, partner. Guess what? This is this is the last time it will ever happen. Fingers for, crossed. For this, for this guy? Yes. The last time. The last so time. I'll let you take one. I'll let you take the lead card. Go for it. It's over. It's done. The uh, I won't say reign of terror. Just the the knowledge that this guy is in the league that we love dearly. My dud this week. It brings me great joy to say Ben Roethlisberger. You fucking overstayed your welcome. You were never welcome to begin with, wink, wink, but you overstayed it somehow. You are bad. You have been bad for four, three or four years. Um, you sucked. Um, the whole team sucked. And I think that's because they knew you sucked and they knew oh, we're not going to fucking win. We have Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback in the year 2022 against this Chiefs team. Oh my God, we're going to get buried. So they didn't show up. I don't care what you, I don't care what you, the Ravens didn't make the playoffs. Everyone knows that the Ravens lost to the Steelers two times this year. Everyone knows that. But watching the Steelers get annihilated in playoff primetime football to send out Ben's career gave me such joy. It, it was so awesome. And, and you know what? You look at stats on this one. We looked, we looked at them. I, we were, when we were talking, who were doing studs, who were doing duds. Don't even, you don't even have to give the stats. You don't want to, honestly. I don't know. But if you look at it, you're like, does it change the argument? doesn't change the argument, but you look at like 29 to 44, 215, two touchdowns, no picks. That's not terrible. Right. But you know what? It also isn't a hall of fame QB. Who's won two rings in the playoffs. That's not what that is. All he does is throw. Ch- uh, all he did is throw check downs five yards behind the line of scrimmage and pray. And, and Hey, It wasn't good enough for anything. The Chiefs literally ran out of fireworks in their stadium because they couldn't stop themselves from scoring on your piss-poor Swiss cheese defense, you yellow fox. 
Hey, I hate you so much. There's a there's an alert going off right now. Is there an alert? What's the alert? Big boy score alert. Another one. The Chiefs had a tight end throw to a big boy lineman for a touchdown. That's how bad you are, Pittsburgh. You guys suck. They suck. They suck. They suck. They suck. They suck. They suck. And if the reports are true, this is looking way ahead that Mason Rudolph is going to be their starting quarterback for 2022. Hey, Dave, up top, big man. Finishing top two for the next 15 years in the AFC North because Mason Rudolph and Baker Mayfield are basically the same quarterback, except for one doesn't have permanent brain damage. But when I think of like that, Ben is done. It you know like the scene at the end of the Wizard of Oz where like all the the, the like that land is like celebrating. Yes. Or like the scene at the end of the episode six of Star Wars where it shows all the separate planets having a party. That's yes. what I imagine, dude. <laughs> it's a, just a worldwide celebration. It's a worldwide celebration, and and like we were we were texting. I mean, we've been texting for ten years about this, but uh, like just the pure hatred of him and that team is unbearable in my heart and i know this seems just excessively dramatic and intense but good riddance good riddance Najee harris you know you kept hearing that oh he's he's yet to fumble guess what he did at the worst time oh dickhead everyone on the pittsburgh steelers team sucked on sunday they did tj watt was good. TJ Watt was good. And that's where the list ends. Fuck you, Pittsburgh. I don't even... Okay, so, so long story short, the Chiefs routed the Steelers. They embarrassed Oh, yeah. Them. It's just... just to make sure we got the game covered. <laughs> the embarrassed the Steelers as everybody thought they would. There wasn't enough fireworks in the stadium to keep celebrating how bad the Chiefs were, were railing them. So Fun that's fact. Hey, Kyle. F- or, hold on. Wait. Fun fact, Dave. Did you know that the Chiefs scored five touchdowns in the fastest span in the history of professional football against the Steelers? Against the Steelers? I against, thought that was a Yeah, no. Defense. Remember Iron Curtain 2.0? It's coming back. We have TJ Watt and we have Minka Fitzpatrick and Robert Spillane's a nice story. Oh, oh, we'll just give up five touchdowns in the playoffs in 10 minutes and 30 seconds. Somehow you guys were the worst seven seed, and that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Philadelphia was down 31 nothing at one point, and you guys were the worst seven seed. Let that sink in, you stupid yinzers. All right. Good. Reese, do you have anything you need to add to that, or can we just move I, on? I, I can't follow that up. That was – you Good. summed it up. Thank um, you. Mahomes had a fucking game, Amazing. as he always does. 30 for 39, 404 yards, five touchdowns. Oh, like what the Chiefs are a team to beat here in AFC again. Yep. And, and do you remember that nice little month span when they were broken? I do. It was was glorious. The Ravens won. Finally have a change. Yep. And then they said, Oh, wait a second. We were just chilling. And they're back. Um, They are back. Bengals beat them. Hey, Ravens beat them too. Bengals beat them when they were good. Bengals beat them when they were good. Ravens beat them when they were broken. Doesn't matter. Still fat L's, buddy. Still fat L's. Still fat L's. Um, 
Moving on to the last game from Wild Card Weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend. Can't forget that. We had a divisional game. This one was going to be a a tight one, a close one. Knocked down. These teams know each other. They both got one on each other earlier in the year. They both dog walked one of one or the other. This was going to be a dog fight. We couldn't wait. The high-flying, explosive college offense of the Arizona Cardinals, led by Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, were going to take them to new heights in the playoffs. And then you had the L.A. Super Show. They said, first-round picks? We don't fucking want them. Second-round picks? We don't want those either. Instead, we want Matt Stafford. We want Vaughn Miller. We want Odell Beckham Jr. And they got him. And this mega all-star super fight was a fucking ass-beating. It was so bad. This might have been... This might have been the most... The biggest differential of, like, skill level of all the blowouts this weekend, in my opinion. The Cardinals looked outmatched in every phase of the game. Like the Steelers at some point, as much as they make me want to spew toxic venom from my body, they looked like they could do a few things at points. The Cardinals seriously looked like they couldn't do fucking shit. This was the one game I picked as like my upset just because I had a feeling. It just it literally was just a gut. Like I was like, the Browns will probably win, but in my gut, it's telling me like, hey, trust the Cardinals this week. And I've never... I've never been more wrong. Now I'm questioning the very fabric of trusting my gut ever again, because Kyler Murray in his first start looked awful. Like he, he is a small guy when you watch the games, but when you actually watch it, you can mistake him for a child playing, right? That's just how it was, dude. I think part of it is because like when Kyler's looking electric and looks like Kyler's a game, it's like, Oh man, look at that little, like, water bug in the backfield that's just absolutely making guys miss and throwing darts and stuff when he's playing bad it's like who let the who let the grade eight kid in here like get him off the field he should be in high school let him get him yeah, out of here he has school yeah. tomorrow he needs to go to bed um yeah Kyler talk about the 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 play he had oh in the end zone where he was getting tackled gonna be a safety he decides to just flip it up and it turns into a pick six. The shortest pick six in oh, NFL history. God. Uh, this was the most guy. The most the most disappointing game of the week for me. I I was very excited for this one. I thought a great divisional matchup. It's gonna be a fun one to watch on a Monday night, first Monday night playoff game. And it sucked. It was disappointing. It sucked. Dude, if, if we thought that that Carson Wentz pick that he threw to the Titans was really bad in the same situation, Kyler made it worse. Like, he did work. He did a worse job somehow than, than that awful Carson when everybody laughed about. Like, Kyler's was twice as bad somehow. Unbelievable. It was twice as bad, and it was in a situation that was five times as big. It's, it's win or go home, and Kyler said, "Oh fuck, man! Those refs got the got the off season already to go home. We, we're in Arizona, dog. <laughs> like, I got hey, better things to do. I got a BMX later. That's what he said. He's like, I haven't. I 
what does he own an e-game team or is he part oh, of an e-game he's like dude <laughs> i could straight up be chilling now nah, fuck this football shit dog um matt Turns stafford he came, he came a little short hey eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh it's unfortunate that's unfortunate um matt stafford though hey moat k most passing yards in history before your first career playoff win and most yep. most games played, I think, at quarterback before his most. Yeah. So, hey, Matt Stafford, good job. Like, you did it. Um, do, you want to, do you want to know a fun fact? Another I'd love one. to know a fun fact. Now, you guess you know who holds those records now after Stafford's done? Who? Andy Dalton. Shoot. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's okay because the Bears are coming next. Oh no, but Fields will be there. Shoot. <laughs> we don't we don't know where Andy Dalton's gonna end up, but he's coming. He's coming for his first playoff win, anyways. He's coming for the victory. You heard um, your first red rifle making a playoff appearance near you next year. We don't know shit. when. We don't know how. We don't know why, but it's coming. It's coming. Won't be in the NFL, but it's coming. <laughs> Um, uh, my stud actually ring the bells, ring the sirens coming from this game. It's not Matt Stafford. Could have been not OBJ as much as all three of us aren't fans of him. Could have been Matt. He played great though. He played great. Yeah. He's like the top rated uh, PFF receiver in the -hmm. the wildcard weekend, right? He played really well, but no, he's making me like him more just by being on the Rams. Yeah. It's making me like him more now that he's not in that shit bum franchise. Um, remember when it was remember when it was his fault though? Anyways, it's not it's not OBJ. That's not your that's not not OBJ, not, not my stud. Um it's not anyone on the Rams defense. Could have been. They played great. They absolutely dominated the Cardinals offense. It is a guy that one hundred and 81 days before that game, 181 days, okay, tore his Achilles tendon. Now, you know when you're you're really good at something, at a lot of things, but you're really bad at one thing, and they say, ah, that's my Achilles heel, because it's your weakness, because it's a really big deal, because it's really hard to bounce back from that. Cam Akers said, no, it's not. No, no. Hey, I tore this in preseason. I tore this in camp. I'll be back for the loss. And and they said, oh, you know, okay, Cam. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see in the 2023 playoffs for sure. We will. No, no. This guy needed five months. And he said, I'm coming. And he played. He had 91 total yards, I think. On the field production, it wasn't like this guy put up 200 yards. Like he, 91 yards is a modest game for a running back. Got a bunch of touches. I don't think if you're not a sports fan or if you are new to the sports world or whatever, tearing your Achilles, like even if you are, what is he, 23, I think, a lot of times the question instantly becomes will he play again? A. And then B, will he ever be the same? Even if you're 23 or 22, you could, it doesn't matter, let alone if you're 30 or whatever. To come back 
181 days after tearing your Achilles and to play in an NFL playoff game and to get 20, around 20 touches. I'm dumbfounded about that. AP, uh, before Cam, I think Adrian Peterson was kind of the, the standard for like, holy shit, what a return. And obviously, like, it still is yeah. if we're talking full seasons. AP tears his ACL, MCL, his knee's gone. And he says, oh, I'll come back and win the MVP next year and come nine yards short of breaking the single season rushing record. It's just crazy. What Cam Akers did is just insane. I have no words. You can't, like, the dude's Achilles isn't his Achilles heel. Like, what is, like, what is? (laughs) Yeah, if he, like, he's completely, I think, I don't want to say changed because I can't say that yet, but, like, it's almost like this, this feels like this will change the way players rehab. Everyone's like, yo, Cam, what did you do? Like, is it just layers and layers of saran wrap in your leg now? Like, what is it? Is it actually repaired? And he said, like, there was no soreness, no swelling, anything. What? <laughs> because I could swear six months ago you tore your Achilles. What do you mean there's no swelling or soreness? Well, we can say one thing about Cam Akers, dude. What's that? He's a hell of a knockout, right? <laughs> course one of the one of my favorite defensive players to watch play football legit monster and he's like three-time all pro he's young stud got his money deserves it buddha baker hey get better soon man i wouldn't that, make that joke if he was not okay but he's completely all right yes all feeling already back in arizona yeah. thankfully but yeah if he was still in if he was still laid up there in the bed and he hadn't woken up yet wouldn't be saying well. Let's, I'd, I'd, I'd let's, probably let's, take that joke, but probably. anyways, rest up, Buddha Baker. Rest up, Buddha. Glad you're all right. Cam Akers just throwing his body weight around like a machine, even though he has no business being on that leg at all. Right on, buddy. See you next round, Cam. See, like, yeah, it's it's incredible, and I like that he came out afterwards and he's like, "Hey, I didn't fucking. I was just taunting him because hype is shit. Like, I didn't know he was laying there dead. I didn't know that. I'm sorry." Because, like, I, I don't think – I don't just – I mean, I was about to be like, you know, as guys that played the game, fucking, I guess technically we did. But, like, if you see someone laying down there out cold, you're not going to be like, ha, yeah, bitch. <laughs> like, you're not, unless you're the Antichrist. But You're not unless you're Vontez perfect. But, hey, man, there's that's a different breed. That's a different story for a different day. Tez is a different breed. Tez is a different breed, absolutely. But that brings us – to the end of our recap of the games from wildcard week at super wildcard weekend. <sighs> Normally this is the, uh, this is the time. This is the part of the show where we give you another segment, but we just got too much football to talk about. We don't need another segment when we have divisional weekend coming up and Every one of these games I'm looking forward to watching. Like there was some weeks during the season where there was some spicy games mixed in with Jacksonville, Houston, and it was unfortunate. No more, no more. 
Are you boys ready to talk some divisional NFL playoff football? Yes, sir. I feel um, like I'm, I'm happy to say that this week, honestly, like I was, I was telling Rich before you got on here, it feels yep. like for the first time in a while, because usually there's a couple weird like upset things. It feels like it's the eight, eight best teams in the NFL. It really does. I can honestly say these are probably the eight best teams. Well, I, well you know, I don't, I don't know about that, but no, it does. It really does. And it, it's weird because I, <laughs> the only other team that I would have, uh, that I was expecting to be in the eight best teams are the Cowboys. And but I mean, they, they clearly aren't though. They clearly they, aren't. They went six and five against teams outside the NFC East, dude. They're nope. not the best team. Right? Nope. You can't, you just can't give it to them. Yeah. <clears throat> but just an update on our playoff picks Oof. from last week. Boys had a good week. Not, not, not most of us. You had a good week still. Carve, you went four and two. The two games you got wrong were the Cowboys game and you picked the Patriots as well. Shit. Dave, you went four and two as well. You took Arizona and you took the Cowboys. I don't want to brag. But I got a perfect record of six and zero. Oh. I feel like holy yeah, fuck! Just, just give me the, the the cover of Home Alone where he has his hands on his cheeks and he's all surprised. That's me that I picked Arizona. Home Alone, Kevin McAllister. That's me. See, and that's what he says. Like hindsight's a bitch, but I'm sitting here being like, dude, why the fuck did I take Mac Jones or like Josh <laughs> Allen and Buffalo? <laughs> Dude, the thing is, like, I took it completely on a gut. Like, it was completely yeah. gut feeling. Yep. Like, that's ridiculous, dude. The, the Arizona Cardinals get real. Like, <sighs> I took Mac Jones over Josh Allen. Fuck me. At that's least, unfortunate. Like, in your defense, like, hey, it's Bill. In my that's, defense, that's why it was I took Cliff me. Kingsbury. Like, was my <laughs> defense. Dude, you know what's wild as I saw today? Cliff Kingsbury went 13 and 19 with Mahomes at Texas Tech. Ooh, brutal. Oh, gross. So, if is Kiff, if it, the ambulance is coming for me. Is Cliff Sorry, Kingsbury, God. is Cliff Kingsbury, is he I don't know what we'll to see. All right. Well, Rich, congratulations on the perfect record. Let's see if you can keep it going. Dave, let's see if we can improve ours. We are going to start off divisional weekend. With the game that starts off divisional weekend, three thirty our time um, on Saturday, January twenty second, we have the Cincinnati Bengals going to Tennessee, taking on the Titans. I can't wait for this game. Do you want to know why? It's playoff football, and like we said, the eight best teams of football. But also, man, like. <sighs> Bengals are so fun to watch. They are just a fun watch, Dave. I'm going to let you take this one. Thoughts on the game, man. Feel to free. Feel free to be as absolutely insanely biased as you want to be right now. I'm going to keep it in the middle for this one, but so Bengals by a, 75. <laughs> a, I'm glad this is the first game, so I don't have to stress. I can just get yes. the first game of the weekend done again. Yep. I love this. Please keep giving the Bengals the first game always, and then we'll have the first game on Super Bowl Sunday, and we'll continue. But anyways, um, I'm excited about this game. Um, we don't know exactly what Derrick Henry and that running attack for the for the Titans offense is. Um, we have some injuries on our D-line, but the only guy who's actually out, he's a starter, which is unfortunate, but Ogan Joby's out for the year. But we got Hendrickson back. 
We got Josh Tupo, who's one of our big, big bodies. He's back in the lineup, it looks like. Um, DJ Reader's still there. BJ Hill's there. Sam Hubbard's there. It looks like we're pretty good to go, honestly, besides Ogan Joby. And we have a good run defense, so they're going to get theirs. Derek Henry's probably going to get his, and that's just how it's going to go. But we know that what Ryan Tannehill is, he's good to throw a pick every game or have a, a big one interception worthy play every game. So I'm looking forward to that. And then on the defensive, on the, the Bengals offensive side, um, their secondary is not very good. It's one of the worst in yards. It's one of the worst in big plays. It's one of the worst in touchdowns allowed. And we have guys that can eat. Joe Burrow will sling the ball. I like our shot in that. And uh, a guy from Tennessee, T. Higgins, back home for his first playoff game in his home state. Looking forward to that. The one big worry, of course, is going to be our line and the fact that Danico Audrey and Jeffrey Simmons were ex- especially susceptible to the guys up the middle. If you watched that Chiefs game, you saw Chris Jones eat up. So that's something we're going to have to scheme around and worry about. I don't think they're pretty good against the run too. I don't think this is going to be a Joe Mixon game. Unfortunately, it's going to be what we're making our bread and butter on in the last little bit. It's going to be Joe Burrow passing the ball. And I really like his chances because the secondary outside of Kevin Byard, who's been playing phenomenal pro bowl selection at safety, this Titans secondary isn't anything to write home about. And our, I think we're going to get, we're going to get a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns in that passing game. Yeah. I, um, I'm, I, you know this team a lot more than I or Rich, Rich or I. Um, but that's exactly what I was going to say. Is I, I, you know, Mixon will have his, he'll get his. Obviously, he's one of those guys that he'll get his. He'll have a nice run or two. He'll catch some stuff out of the backfield. But it's, I think this one's going to be in Joe Burrow's hands again. Um, and I have faith. I have faith in the boys. Actually, I do. We don't know what Derrick Henry's going to look like. If I had to bet, I would say King Henry's going to look good. I, I, I could think it could be rusty, though. We don't know. It could right? be rusty. Also, maybe the foot's still bugging him and they're rushing him back. We don't know. Um, a lot of a lot of fair, er, variables there. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make this as if it's a big deal because it's not. But I'm gonna bring it up just because history has a, a way of repeating itself. The the last time they played in the playoffs was that Bengals last playoff win when they was they beat the Houston Oilers. And last year, when the Bengals were a 4-11-1 team, one of their four wins was against the Titans, who were still a playoff team last year. So we've had some that. success. Joe Burrow has some success. Not going to take too much bearing on that game. But all season, the Bengals have had obstacles in their way, historically, that other teams couldn't do, and they've knocked them down. And it's interesting because the Bengals have never won a road playoff game ever. That is interesting. And, and this is a chance for Joe Burrow to do what he's been doing the whole time and just knocking history out of his way. Mm-hmm. Plus you guys are going to look, this is a big, this is a big, big part of this game for me. Monumental. You guys are going to look really clean and you're all whites. Always. <laughs> so, so that's, you can't overlook that. Um, also fun fact about this game. You guys both lost to the jets. So is that is that play into it? Do we look at the do we look at those games? I that's, don't know. A, that's a point to look at. That like, hey, the Bengals have had had that one pretty stinky game, right? But the Titans right. have that game a but lot. But the Titans have like three or four of those a year mm-hmm. historically. Yep. And and last year they were in the first round of the playoffs. They at home they got booted out too, right? So there's some precedent here that could go well for the Bengals, right? Big trust, absolutely love the support. Um, yeah, 
not like honestly you're you're a resident bangle guy and me and rich are just on the bandwagon there rich i don't know if you got you got something to add to this i just think this is a good matchup too i think these yeah it's gonna be such a fun game to watch you got Bengals 13th ranked offense versus Tennessee's 12th ranked defense and Tennessee's 17th ranked offense versus the Bengals 18th ranked defense. It's two very close matchups here. I'm pumped to watch it. I think it will be like a lot of, I think Tennessee's game plan will have to be what their game plan is when Derrick Henry's in there, which is run the ball, keep it out of the elite quarterback, their playing's hands. I think I nailed that. Um, if they want a chance to win. So <clears throat> interesting. That's, that's, that's the thing though about that is we almost have the Bengals almost have this kind of weird, like early Kansas city vibe from what they were a couple of years ago though, where even if you put out these long drives and keep Joe off the field, our offense can strike so quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? That even if you hold them to a couple field goals, if our wide receivers are running wild on that secondary, we might just score every possession that we have or something, right? And still win the game regardless, right? Absolutely. Um, so are we are we going to do predictions and scores again, yeah. fellas? Absolutely. Yeah. You betcha. There's only four games. Why not? Only four games. I Dave, start us off here. I know I said a lot of good things about the Bengals, right? Yep. I want to point out that Jeffrey Simmons and Nico Audrey on the interior of that defensive line could wreck this game for us. They could, mm-hmm. but I don't see it coming. I see this game being really close, mm-hmm. really, really close. So I think this Titans team is a little bit underrated still, even for how good they are. But the Bengals are weak against teams with good tight ends. They don't have a good tight end and their secondary is bad. I think the Bengals win this one 30 to 27. I like it. I like it. Rich, where are you going with this one? I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Dave. I think it's going to be a close one. I think these are two evenly matched teams. I think it's going to come right down to the wire. I'm going to say Bengals 34-31. Interesting. Interesting. See, I am going to go... I'm going to go with the Bengals too. Uh, exact same thing you guys have said. I am actually going to say, I think this game's going to be, I think it's going to get away from the Titans. I honestly do. I have been on the drum of Ryan Tannehill is great at convincing people that he's good. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he, I don't think he shows up in big moments. Um, and I know Cincinnati's guy does show up in big moments, even just two years into his career. So I'm going to say the Bengals take this one. Thirty-seven twenty-four. I think the Titan secondary is really worrisome. And I think relying on granted, he is Derrick Henry, a guy that's just coming back from long-term IR. I don't know against a team this red hot coming off of the most momentum they've ever had as a franchise. Oof. I would not want to be the Titans right now. When I was looking, if you know, if you ever go on YouTube and watch those game previews, the NFL puts up, mm-hmm. they have like those, I, I uh, recorded all the picks that the NFL writers made just 
to see if we're hot or cold, what our takes feel. Mm-hmm. And they had this game split five, five between the 10 writers. And I understand why. Yep. Like it's, it, it depends on the hour I flip my mind, but I, I'm really thinking I, it's almost the thing we do. It's like weapons. Okay. I like the Bengals weapons. Quarterback. I like the Bengals quarterback head coach. I might go Vrabel there. I, I, I'm not too sure. Defense. I like your guys' total defense, especially like the second. To me, the biggest mismatch in this game is your receiver core versus their secondary. Take Kevin Byard out. I don't think any one of their DBs can hang with your receivers. Um, but moving on. So I watched the game, right? Exactly. We have a game that it seems like we f- we see every year in the playoffs. We have the San Francisco 49ers heading to Lambeau, taking on the Packers. Packers got the bye, so this is the first time we've seen them. Oh, we should also mention that the Titans had the bye, so this is the first time we've seen them. Fuck, it wasn't important enough, but this time they have the bye. Um, we got the Niners and the Packers, Aaron Rodgers versus his childhood team, the team he always wanted to play for, the team that was going to regret passing him up for Alex Smith, um, the team that he is – 0-3 against in the playoffs. Ooh. Carve stats over here. Um, Rich, start this one off for us. Yeah, this is this is an interesting one. Um, it kind of felt like whoever was coming out of that Dallas and San Francisco game was going to be a hot team and going to have come out of a big gritty win and they're gonna they're gonna push this Packers team like you said Carve it's been a minute with this Packers team versus 49ers in the playoffs last win for the Packers against the 49ers in the playoffs was 2001 wildcard game Brett Favre versus Jeff Garcia Ooh, Jeffy Garcia Former Calgary Stampeder to throw some CFL action your way. Yes, sir. But yeah, it's an interesting one to me. Um, honestly, on paper, you look at this, the 49ers, God, that's a good team. They have the seventh ranked offense, the third ranked defense versus the Packers, 10th ranked offense and ninth ranked defense. Feels like that should be the other way around, but I guess it's not. It's interesting. Um, I'm waffling on this one, guys. I don't know how I feel about this one. Hey, that's that's fair. I am going to it's interesting. It is very interesting. I think the Packers take this one. I think they do. Um, Jimmy G isn't. He's not the answer there long term. Um, we all know that, but take away that Dak and McCarthy somehow played worse. Um, Shanahan and, and Jimmy G played so bad. They were so, so, so bad. And the only reason we aren't talking about that nonstop is because of, you know, the botched ending and, and all this stuff. And because it's Dallas, let's be honest here. Um, this Packers team is, yes, they're coming off a bye. So they're rested. Um, they are piping sizzling hot. They have looked like the team for like honestly 12 weeks they look really really good i believe 
Zadarius Smith and Jair Alexander both on track to play, which they've been Bakhtiari, doing. Bakhtiari might play too, I saw. Yeah, so they've been doing all this without maybe the best left tackle in the league, a top four corner in the league, and a top 10 edge rusher in the league. Like that's, <laughs> who, not to mention you do have who I believe should be the back-to-back MVP, um, Aaron Rodgers. I think, oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot about Devontae Adams. Um, Aaron Jones back there. The Sniners defense is nice. They're good. They, they tightened up a lot. But I don't trust Jimmy G. I don't trust Jimmy G going into Lambeau. And who do I trust in Lambeau? I trust number 12. So I'm going to take the Packers here. I think I'm going to take the Packers comfortably. I feel the same way for the same reasons you do, Carvis, that there's distinct weaknesses on this 49ers team. And it's namely their quarterback and their secondary. And when your secondary isn't your strongest unit against Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, bad. When you're throwing the ball, Jimmy Garoppolo against Jair Alexander, against Adrian Amos, against Rasul Douglas, against a really good Packers defense. Rasul Douglas, yeah. Right, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. That's the thing. I think Green Bay may be, for how they've played some kind of just like lazier games, like when they could hardly beat Cleveland, okay. But when this team's at full stride and they're going to be at full gear, a week of rest against the San Francisco team that almost coughed it up, I just don't see how you walk into Lambeau and get a win. It's, it's just too too easy for Aaron and the boys, I think. This is going to be their game. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, shit. I don't want to make this sound too bad, but like... I think that San Francisco defense is still good. I still think I do. Yeah, they, yeah. they can take some time to shut it down. I expect Devontae to have a big game, but I got the Packers beating San Francisco 27 to 19. I like that. I, uh, yeah, I will take the Packers and I am going to say, give me the Packers 35 to. 24. Are I you kidding me? No, sir. When I say I have that exact score written down, oh, okay. my prediction. Hey, take I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. We'll take it. no, hey, yeah, yeah. we'll no. take it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I got Packers 35 24 too. I, I think it'll be good. I have faith in that 49ers defense, like you said, Dave, but it's still the Packers as much as I hate to say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he'll win the game. He is that man, isn't he? Um, speaking of that man, we have the LA Rams heading to Tampa Bay, taking on the Buccaneers. Tom Brady. This game is oh, this game is spicy chili. This game is spicy chili. I love this game. I can't wait for this game. Um, man, Rich, start us off with this one. Kick us off. What do you? Oh, this is this oh, is this is spicy. This is the definition of spicy chili. Yep. Yep. I don't know. This is two amazing quarterbacks matching up. One who's been the staple of the playoffs and the Super Bowl for years and years and years, and a guy who's 
finally with a team that can get him the wins he deserves in the playoffs. Um, these two teams were fighting in the standings back and forth for who was going to be the two seed, who was going to be the three seed. Unfortunately, the Rams with their loss against the 49ers in the last week of the season did drop to the four seed, but they're still a really good team. And they showed us against the Cardinals that maybe you just need to put all your eggs in one basket for one year. You need to go all in, you need to trade your picks. You can try and win yourself a Super Bowl. We've seen it work in the CFL before. That's a smaller league with less teams where you choose a year and you go all in and it, it can get you a championship. A lot harder in the NFL with 32 teams, but. We saw it with uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. They went over the cap and exactly. said, fuck it, we'll go all in. Worked out. So you look at that model if you're the Rams and you just, you do what you got to do to win now. Next year's a later problem. We'll deal with that then. You put all your money into winning now, and we'll see if it turns out for them. But this is still the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and this is still Tom Brady. Oh, I Tom Brady. Tom Brady has won nine straight divisional road games dating back to 2011. Is it, wait, isn't it in Tampa, though? It is. I don't know why I found that stat then. Still a good stat. Tom Brady's still dominant in the playoffs. Tom Brady's still a dog, but... Oh, not divisional <laughs> road games. Divisional round games. That's what our Divisional rounds. Means. There you go. Ah, uh, yep. yep. Hey, hey. Richie Stats brings it back. We love it. A to B. I'll figure it out. Give me He'll a minute. Give him a minute. It give him a minute and he will give you the correct answer. Um, Nine straight divisional round games for Tom Brady. Dating back to 2011. <laughs> longest QB win streak by in NFL history. Checks out. Um, Dave, you got to go. I I don't know. You see, this might be famous last words, and this might be because Tom Brady is a killer who will make me eat my words probably, but I'm really going to fall hard on the Rams on this one. I am. I think there is just two. The Buccaneers aren't the same team they were. Tom Brady is capable of a lot but he still has weapons missing. He might have Tristan Wirfs out. You know what I mean? Ryan Jetson looks like he'll probably play, but you never know. Is Leonard Fournette good? We don't know. Um, what we do know is that the Rams have a lot of players, and they have a lot of good players. You guys have you have Aaron Donald. You have Leonard Floyd. You have Vaughn Miller coming off the edge in Tom's face. You got Jalen Ramsey waiting, just waiting to be tested, even against Mike Evans. That's still Ramsey's a formidable matchup. And that secondary is not very good still. The Buccaneers secondary isn't very good. And you have Stafford coming with Tyler Higby, with Cooper Cup, with OBJ, with Van Jefferson. Akers, perfectly capable of catching the ball and perfectly capable of running up a big game in the run game with Sonny Michelle, who's been playing really well. Um, it just feels like, to me, Tom Brady can make me eat my words, and he might, because it is Tom. It's the greatest player in history the man who was born to win playoff games basically. But I just feel like, I feel like I'm going to really, really ride with the Rams in this one. I love that. I love that. And, you know, I find myself every single year because it is every single year being like, yeah, but I don't know about this year. 
I'm done with that. I, I made a vow last year. I, I can't, I can't. He, <laughs> like you said, he, and here's the thing. It doesn't matter who's on the other side. If someone picks Tom Brady, he, like you can't be like, what the hell's wrong with you? He's an absolute killer. He is stone cold that like for his, for his ice cold as Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow is icy cold. He's got ice water in those veins. Tom Brady's been icy for 22 years. He is a menace. There are a lot of people on this planet who have been personally hurt by Tom Brady. He's ruined a lot of lives. Matt Stafford got his first postseason win last week. Love Matt Stafford. I love that Rams team. Love Aaron Donald. Love Ramsey. Uh, Cooper Cup's having an unbelievable year. I love Tyler Higby. Cam Akers was my stud, for Christ's sake. But he is that guy. The Rams beat the Bucs earlier this year. They embarrassed the Bucs. I think week three, week four, something like that. And everyone says it's hard to beat someone twice in one year. It's it's damn near impossible to beat Tom Brady twice in one year. And last I checked, they are not wearing the Saints uniforms on Sunday. Um, I'm going to go with the Bucks on this one. I just he's that guy. He's that guy. He will do what he has to do. He will make the throws he has to make because we've seen it before. We've seen it a lot of times before. When you say there's no possible way he can do x there's no possible way he'll be able to do y oh my god tom brady accomplishing z impossible and he does it every time or you know i've been, i was on the, the the brady is the goat bandwagon before even you were right oh yeah yep. out of our friend group i think i've made you were been the honest as long as anybody right mm-hmm. just accept like he is dominance we'll never see again yes and that's why even this pick might even just be more shocking if you know how long I've trumpeted, how good Brady is. You have him. Yeah. But I just I just feel the Rams. And maybe my gut should not be trusted, but hey, I love it. I love it. You gotta you got a score for us? I have the Rams beating the Bucks 38-28. Oh my god. I love it. A two score game. I love it. <sighs> Rich, do you have a score yet? I do. Okay, you go because I, I still need to just compute. I hate to do this because it completely busts my bracket. It busts my own perfect bracket right now. But I'm going to go with the Rams taking down my would-be Super Bowl champion Buccaneers oh my in God. my bracket. Oh my I think God. if you look at this is a team that beat them in the regular season. And this is a team that might have to play them again, but without Tristan Wirfs. Um, I think that's a big factor in this game. So I'm going to say Rams 35-31. Holy fucking shit. Um, I'm still riding with that guy. Tom Brady's the one guy in sports. I think that you can you can pick him to win and no one can dog you for it. Even afterwards, if he loses by 50, no one can be like, oh, my God, of course. So I'm safe picking him for reputation, but I do think the Bucs will find a way to win. I think the Bucs will find a way to win. I think the Bucs will find a way to win 
What'd you say one more time? 31. <laughs> I think the Bucks will find a way to win 31. Thirty-one to twenty. I think Stafford's a, Stafford's due for a clunker. That's a weird looking score. Thirty-one to twenty. That'd be a score. If that's score, hey, I don't know if we've ever addressed it on this show, but do you want to know what <laughs> the stud is every single week? We all pick our studs and duds. The one stud that everybody meets in the middle on. Scorigami, you brilliant bastard. When you come around, hey, the world's a better place. Find me one person that hates Scorigami, and I'll find you one person I hate. Um, moving on to our last game of Divisional Weekend. This one. we th- Okay, so we just finished a... We came to the table with a huge bowl of spicy chili, sat down. We ate up the Rams and Bucks. Oh, my God. They brought out another bowl of Kevin's famous homemade chili. It's the thing he does best. It's the thing he does best. And we're going to get to know each other in the pot. We have the Bills coming off of what Rich said, a perfect offensive game. Every drive no punts no turnovers no field goals perfection against the Patriots defense going to Arrowhead taking on what we also mentioned earlier a oh my fingers I burned them because I touched the plate a piping hot Kansas City team that just dismembered and dismantled a fat old quarterback and a bad football team they ran out of fireworks they scored that much we have the bills versus the chiefs if it sounds like i'm going crazy i'm not it's just excitement because this is going to be a fantastic game eeny meeny miny dave let's start with you first talk us through it this game is really interesting because of how dominant both of these teams were, right? Because I mean, let's the Bills had a name. The Bills might have the, the highest roof of any team in the NFL when they're playing their best, and the Chiefs have been the dominant, consistent force in the AFC for two years, right? Yep. And they're coming together, and I'm glad the Bengals avoided both of these guys in this game, so that they can each they can take one of them can take the other team out at least, right? Yep. That's what I'm happy about. Um, it's so tough, but here's my thinking and why I'm going to ride the Chiefs. I'm thinking the Chiefs because, A, they've been there before. They won this game last year in the AFC title game. One. Two, how many, how many guys have beaten Patrick Mahomes twice in a season? Yeah, that list is zero people. And guess who won their first meeting? The Bills. Three, what's more there's nothing like beating a division rival in a blowout game that, that makes you need a come down game more than that. And that's might be what the bills fall for. They might have a come down game here. You don't know. And when you look at Mahomes and you look at Josh Allen, I know what I'm getting with Mahomes. Sometimes his delivery of the ball is different, but we know exactly what we're getting. Josh Allen. I don't always know what we're going to get. We're going to get the best quarterback in the league or we're going to get a guy that can only put up six against the Jags, right? That's how Josh Allen is. And when it just comes down right to it at the end, I trust the Chiefs. I trust them at home. 
it, it's simple, you know, it, Dave, I know a couple times this year when I've had dilemmas or, or I, I couldn't decide which team I wanted to ride with. We busted this out. Who do you trust? Mahomes, Josh Allen, Mahomes. Who do you trust? Andy Reid, Sean McDermott, Andy Reid. Who do you trust? Chiefs weapons, Bills weapons. Despite the appearance of prime shady McCoy last week, I'm going to go with the Chiefs weapons. You could say audience or what the fuck? Audience or or home field advantage. Um, Either or technically both Uh, Chiefs defense. I would probably say the Bills. The Chiefs defense has been coming on as of late. Like they tightened up. Steve Spagnola said, hey, boys, let's not be a bunch of dickheads here. Let's play good football. And they did. Um, but like you said with Josh Allen, man, he's a bit of a roller coaster. He's wild. When he's on, he is on. We saw that last week. When he is off, he is off. We saw that two weeks ago against the Falcons when he had a passer rating of 17. And I understand that's the Falcon. No, that's the thing. It's the Falcons. You know, it didn't mean anything. It wasn't an important game, yada, yada, yada. That's not, that's, that's hard to just get out of your mind. And it's like, okay, if that was a complete one-off, okay, it's not. Like you said, he's high and low. When he's high, he's top three QB in the league, no doubt. When he's low, it's bad. It's ugly. Mahomes, yeah, he was having turnover issues earlier in the year because he was trying to do too much. But it was never it was never to a point where you're like, oh man, I've completely lost faith in Mahomes. Like he's gonna lose him this game. It was never that. Let's stop kidding ourselves. Yeah, you know, he is he's the guy. He's Patrick Mahomes. Um, so I'm going to take the Chiefs as well here. I just think they've been here before, they're used to this. They expect this. They expect to win a divisional game. Whereas, you know, yeah, the Bills decimated them earlier this year. And there was a weather delay. They came back out after an hour and a half, decimated them again. That's hard to do. That's impressive. But like we said with the Ravens win, that was when they were broken, quote unquote. Um, I think this Chiefs team is, is going to find a way to get it done at home move on to the AFC conference championship for the third straight year, fourth straight year. I think it's, I think it's four because they lost to the Patriots. They lost uh, to the Patriots. Yeah. yeah. So I think they advanced the fourth straight conference championship and uh, Andy Reid gave us a hell of a quote, you know, involving chocolate cake. I don't want to butcher it and plagiarize and, and, you know, disparage the excellent words he said, but you know, when that's, when that, Second piece of chocolate cake is dangling in front of you. You you want that. You want that. And uh, I think they're going to get it. Rich? Yeah, I think it's going to be the Chiefs too. Um, it's an interesting one. Like you said, it is going to be a good one. I think this might be even a better game than the, than the Rams box. But I don't think it's the Chiefs. You don't want to bet against the Chiefs when they're in a situation like this. We saw it last year. I was fully on the train last year. I was on the Bills train. I was Bills Mafia. I was like, Bills are winning the goddamn Super Bowl. 
and then they ran into the Chiefs. And that was my mistake. I bet against the Bills. I'm not, or I bet against the Chiefs. I bet on the Bills. I'm not going to do that this year. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs too. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of Chiefs love here and deserve it. And I like started this, but let's remember that if this Bills team comes out and plays the dominant football that they did against the Patriots, if they are clicking on all cylinders, there's a chance to win this game for the Bills. They are a top-ranked defense. That offense had a perfect game last week. They're capable of this. Um, This game should be close, right? And it could be a Bills win, even though all of us are picking the Chiefs, clearly. But let's remember that this Bills team is good. They've shown that they are good when they're top-level. And if they are top-level, this could be this could be dangerous. It could be an upset. Absolutely. Um, oh, this is wild. This is making this is making my ass crack spicy chili, dude. I Jesus Christ. For all of what Dave just said, this could be an upset. This this game should be close. You know, when this Chiefs or when this Bills team is playing up to par, up to snuff, they're very good. What concerns me is could, should, and if. And I don't think that's happening this week. I am going to take the Chiefs in a blowout. I think this game is going to get out of hand for the Bills. I think the Chiefs are pissed off that they got embarrassed earlier this year. Um, And I'm going to take the Chiefs. Ooh. Uh, 42 to 17. Wow. I, you know, when Rich brought it up, what, week six, week eight, whatever it was, and he said, are the Bills actually, you know what I mean? We, we knew the Chiefs were broken, but it was never a question of like, oh man, are they done? It wasn't that. This Bills team, I, when they're playing great, they're they're playing great, but they're so they ride on they're Josh Allen. You know they're either amazing, perfect offensive game, or pass rating seventeen. It's it's just tough to Mahomes. You know what you're getting. You're getting Patrick Mahomes, and it's Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. I'm going to take the Chiefs here, thirty-seven, thirty-one. I think it's close, but. I like this game to be really close. And then I think probably in the fourth quarter, you'll see Josh Allen start to cough it up and Mahomes take it away. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, guys. I think it's going to be a Chiefs. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I think it's going to be one of the better playoff games we've seen in a long time. I'm going to say Chiefs 38, Bills 35. Love it. Love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love playoff football. I love talking playoff football. With you, guys, you guys want to hear an interesting stat? Remember I, I brought up for the Bengals, there was that 5-5 split for yep. those NFL writers. The NFL writers had a 7-3 to pick for the Bills. What? Yeah, I think a lot of people are thinking that the Bills are the team to beat in the AFC right now. Which I just, I can't say that just based on history which is interesting and then to bring it back to those other games the rams and the bucks are also split five five okay and then it's a nine one green bay over 
San Francisco. Holy shit. That poor bastard who took San Francisco. See, that's making me, it's making me a little, it's giving my stomach a little bit of butterflies there. Fuck let's, it. let's, let's make one more prediction. I want to ask you guys best okay. game of the weekend, best game of the weekend. Which one put a stake on it. I think it's going to be Bell's Chiefs. I think it's going to be, I think we saw two huge offensive explosions from those teams last week. I think we're going to see it again. Uh, It's going to be just a firefight between those two teams. I think it's going to be fun to watch. I'm going to go with the Bengals Titans. I think that's going to be a very, very close game. Um, in my head, I think I can see every game getting out of hand except for that one. That's fair. I picked it to be 38-28, but I honestly think that that score might just be right at the end. The Rams are up by three and score another touchdown. I think the Rams and the Bucks is probably going to be the best game of the weekend. That's the game I put it on. See, and I like that what gives me what gives me a good feeling inside getting ready to watch this weekend of football is that we all picked a different game to be the best game of the weekend. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. We all know that, that Packers Niners is not going to be the game of the weekend. No, that one's, that one's a, that one's a, Hey, Jimmy G. If you go to Lambo and you you go toe to toe with the back to back MVP, I'll give you I'll give you some fl- I'll give you the flowers you deserve, you know. Although you did it, but you, first before I give you your flowers, you have to go to Lambo and go toe to toe and outduel the back to back MVP. Um, but that brings us to the end of this week's episode, recapping. Super wild card weekend previewing the divisional round. Um, as always, you can follow us at the booth EC on Instagram and Twitter, and you can pick up your merch. If you haven't done that, you're a bastard. Go do it immediately. Uh, you can find the links to our store on our Instagram. You can find it on our Twitter. Um, go check that out. Because starting tomorrow, today, as you listen to it, if you're listening, to yes, it when it starting comes out. today, technically, um, we are having a fifteen percent off sale on the store. So, the, what the fuck? What? Why wouldn't you go and get merch? Like, what the fuck is the reason? I don't get it. Yes, if you I don't, know. January twentieth through twenty third, fifteen percent off the entire booth store. Get your merch now. Get your merch now because we just put up. What do we got? Six new items up there. Six new items, courtesy of our boy Richie, the birthday boy. Um, happy birthday again, Rich. It was fun. I buy merch for his birthday. Do it for buy his merch for his birthday. For if me. You, if you don't do buy merch for his birthday, you're saying you hate him. You're saying if, if you don't wish he has a happy birthday. You're saying will crush us. You're just saying hey. You're saying hey, Rich, comma birthday, because it's not happy birthday. It's just no, birthday. Birthday. It's your your Dwight Schrute saying it is your birthday. It is your birthday. It's your birthday. You're stating um, it's all on you guys. It's all on Booth Nation. If I have a happy birthday or not. Do you want Reese to have a happy birthday? I do. 
Dave does. Have happy birthday. Yeah, we do. So go buy the merch. Um, yeah. Don't be a bastard. Um, <laughs> but we appreciate all the support. Uh, go like, share, subscribe, follow, retweet. Hey, just fucking do anything and do all of it. Um, really do appreciate it. Helps. Every little bit does help. Um, but yeah, at the booth, see Instagram and Twitter. And until next time. Who day, baby. Who day, baby. And we'll talk to you guys later.